You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. I am joined as ever by my guy, <laughs> JC Joe Coral. <laughs> How are you doing, JC? That's early in the show to be dropping the Barry White boys. Yeah, well, I just thought you, you deserve it, my okay, friend. Mate, okay, mate. Just, just, today, Joe, we, we've got lots coming up. We're talking about the race for the top four. We're talking about one of the most famous games in Premier League history. And to do that, I'm bringing on an absolute G. This guy is one of only 13 players to make over 500 Premier League appearances, over 100 international caps, including two World Cups for Australia. It's Mars Watson. How are you doing? You good? I'm well, thank you. That's unbelievable you, stats, that. It is. Two World that Cups for Australia. It's, yeah. What yeah. were they like? Because that's... Oh, amazing. Yeah, I had a chance to go to three, actually. Um, I, I was part of the whole campaign. We qualified for the third one, and I was already 40-odd years old, and I'd signed for Chelsea, and at the time it was a case of, Jose said to me, you'll you play enough games to to be fit and ready to go and then I kind of got to the point where around November time manager got the sack for the national team and I just got to the point where I went you know what I, if I'm going to make a cut now it is now's the time yeah, I'm yeah. not playing as many games as I probably thought I would or probably even Jose thought I'd play yeah, yeah. so I just made a decision it was the first time ever actually I didn't want to go back with the national team so I went that's it. But I mean, but you played with a, you played and you played for quite a few uh, England you know, England managers sort yep. of you know I suppose the first, was it Middlesbrough your first club that you were at? Uh, well, Bradford City actually. Yeah, Tamara yeah. was my first manager. R- really, English football. Cammy. Yeah, yeah. Cammy. What a Cammy man! Was was first Cammy. Yeah. Um, Paul Jewell was his first team coach. Yeah. Um, and then I was in here for three months, and then moved on to to Middlesbrough and had Brian Robson. Were you at Middlesbrough with uh, with the Ravenelli's, the Emersons? Yeah, yeah. So I oh, arrived. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rav Rav arrived. Uh, what was it? Ninety six, ninety seven. So start of. 96 season. I arrived February 97. So the old transfer window was open up yeah, yeah, in yeah. February. That must have been a crazy time yeah, for that, yeah. for Middlesbrough to have like yourself. Well, because that was, a, I, I'm thinking, you know, we talked about Chelsea and, you know, they were sort of the sort of first team really and we talked about with Scotty mm. Minter about Hullet. But for Middlesbrough at that time, oh, for Ravinelli, Giannino, Emerson. How did they attract Emerson. all them Brazilians to Middlesbrough? Like, <laughs> and obviously, no, but, obviously, Rav, no, but Rav, literally, I mean, the, the story with Rav is insane. He was playing Juve the year before. Yeah. They won, they won the European Cup. Won the Scudetto. Won the you, European you, Cup. Yeah, yeah. With the, get, uh, the story is he got a call saying, you're leaving, you're going to Middlesbrough. He goes, I don't want to go there. He goes, we've, we're done, we've sold you. And in those days it was like, yeah. you don't mess with them. Yeah. They've told you you've been wow. sold, you've got to go. Yeah. And he had no idea where even Middlesbrough was, never even heard of it. <laughs> and they offered him, at the time, they, well, I mean, it was well documented, he was on 42 grand a week. Wow. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. So yeah. he, he signed, obviously, came to Middlesbrough, scored yeah. 31 goals. And you went down, and Juninho was arguably the player of the season. That, I mean, he grew, didn't he? Because he came yeah. the season before. Yeah. And it took a little bit of time, but he, he grew in confidence, grew in stature. Yeah. And that season was his season where he really came into it. It was an incredible I team. Of, yeah. yeah, I love it. I love yeah. Joy yeah. watch. Yeah. But you had like him, Emerson. Emerson. Jan Fjortoft. Yeah, no, he was before that. So there was Mikkel Beck up front, um, Ravinelli. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good talent. To move on to like McLaren when he, because that's something you guys yeah. have both got in, in, in common there. And, and, and what was it like? I mean, it was, it was, you got to the Europa Cup final that year. We did, yeah. Well, that was that was at the end. So that was right at the end of his, te- uh, his tenure at the club. When we first signed him, he was actually going to sign for West Ham. There was a big yeah. thing about him going to West Ham, coming to Middlesbrough. And then in the end, obviously, Steve Gibson was adamant he was desperate for him and then mm. signed him. And then it was a complete upheaval. So yeah. we, we needed to move on after Brian Robson. Brian Robson did an amazing job at the club, brought all these players in, mm. changed the club, put the club on the map and all sorts of stuff. But we needed, we needed more discipline, organisation, and Steve McLaren came in and turned the club upside down and made it really, really professional. Yeah. Um, more modern kind of way. Brian, unbelievable man manager. Mm. Top, yeah. top guy. Was of a different mentality, older mentality. Obviously, learnt from one of the, yeah. the greatest managers in this game, in, in Sir Alex Ferguson. But he kind of also wanted to be that manager that everyone loved. Yeah. Mm. And the training sessions were pretty much mostly playing small-sided games. Yeah. Mm. Brian Robson played. Viv Anderson played on the other side, and it was more about yeah. how yeah. many goals each of them scored and which team won. Yeah. And less yeah. about really doing a lot, a lot of tactical work with the yeah. team. Yeah. We got to the point where we needed that players were craving for it so the changeover came at a right at the right time um and the first two years were really really good organization tactics everything was really good under under steve mcclaren and then after that it became a little bit i think his ego got a little bit carried away with himself yeah 
all the the hype about how how well he'd been doing and the team was doing mm. right we were pro- progressing mm. and then then it became almost like whenever we had a bad performance it was our fault oh, right. and never really his mm. and it got to the point in the end actually even that season um that last season where relationships had pretty much broken down. I'd fallen out with him in the January. Jimmy Ford Asselbank had fallen out. We were both on the bench actually in the game away at Arsenal. We lost 7-1. Wow. Oh, 7-0 I think it was actually. And after the game, Steve McCurran came out and said, it was a great learning experience for these young players. <laughs> mm. <laughs> just gone, gone to Arsenal, Highbury and got absolutely yeah. smashed. Yeah. And that was probably the lowest point. And then we managed to patch things up reasonably well and we got to the UEFA Cup final. Yeah. That was his last game. That was his last game in charge. And it was... I think at the time it was ready for everyone, and I think the fact that the FA came in and took him as manager, I think took. Did a you lot. know he was going to when you went? We, into, we, when he went into that year, I forgot. I'm pretty followed. sure we did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we all knew. Yeah, I think we all we all knew. It was an un, it was a, it was a badly kept secret. Mm. And it hadn't been official, but we knew that he was that it was potentially going to be his last game and move on. How, do you think that had an implication on when he came in as? Because you, you look at it when he came in then as England manager. Yeah, you're a big part of that. Squad. Yeah, yeah. And you look at, and obviously you talk about golden generations. It mm. comes into sort of almost sort of you know the the, the, the golden generation. Mm. Do you think? I mean, what's, what's your memories of it? Because obviously we all remember the Wally and the Broly, yeah. and you, you know, and whether you know that thing of you, I, mm. I, it always strikes me that if you go into something like the England job with a massive yeah. ego, you sort of you're on a bit of a hiding to nothing. Mm. I might be wrong. I've never managed England, but um, uh, or been in an England squad. Well, I've been yet. in one England squad. Not yet. <laughs> um, Not yet. But, but um, uh, how did you find him? How did you find working with him? Uh, I like like I, I try and separate Steve the coach and Steve the manager. As a number two for Sven, yeah. he was the best number two I've ever come across. I thought he was brilliant. He like I said he's he, tactically the sessions were bright. He was bubbly, always energetic. The lads loved him. And we talk about some, someone like, he could have been, Steve could have been where Brendan Rodgers is now if he yeah. had picked the right jobs at the right time. You can't turn down the England job. But I think it was too early for him. And I'll say that, for instance, he's come in, the first thing he's done was drop Bex. Yeah. Didn't he? Get, get yeah, rid of Bex. Like, I mean, Bex is a great player. Do you know what I mean? And, he, you know, there was, I think, he, he, look, he eventually come back round, didn't he, Bex? 2009, yeah. he made a comeback. Yeah. And, um, so he's, he's made a big decision early on. And what I would say about him is, a, 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 he was unlucky. You know, yeah. like Matt campaign for two thousand and eight, Paul Robinson. Yep. You know, throwing Croatia. throwing him in. Yeah. You know, but then he had a big decision. We played Croatia, the Wally and the Broly night. Yeah. Yeah. David James, Paul Robinson, Scott Carson. Now Paul Robinson had had an absolute torrid. Like we 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 literally every time someone had a shot against us. It felt like they were going to score with yeah. Robbo. Listen, Robbo was 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 a good goalkeeper, yeah. fan, you know, good goalkeeper for Spurs in England. But he was just having a bad moment, and it seemed to be every England game he's throwing one in. And then we got to the Croatia game, where, and and I think he told Robbo before he told the others that he wasn't playing. So Robbo be dropped for England. It's a big thing. So yeah. he, you know he wasn't happy, you know. But then he had to choose between David James would have been the, the logical choice. Yeah, you know. He's experienced goalkeeper at the time. He's been there, done it. But for some reason, he went with Scott. Now, Scott, you know, it's great to see him get the game for Man City the other day. But for a young goalkeeper in that magnitude at Wembley, that game, we needed when he needed a draw yeah. to qualify against a good Croatia side. He was 22 when he got. He was 22. Like, and he got, told, he got told either the day of the game or the night before the game. And he, he look, I remember looking at him thinking you're nervous and that's the last thing you want to get from your goalkeeper and then he obviously made the two mistakes and we're 2-0 down at Wembley yeah. pouring down with rain against a very very good Croatia side that went on in 2008 to have a great, great tournament yeah. you know and we, we like we, we, we I looked over at Steve and he obviously had the brolly didn't he in your life but I mean to his credit you Tuned without half time. Mm. We come back to two. Two, two. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think. What, what I remember the game. Like I think Crouchy time? scored. I think yeah. Defoe Crouchy. But what was his team talk like at that time? What, what, I mean, that that I don't in remember itself. Tom, we're to talking about like as yeah. a manager to galvanise a team. Yeah. To, to, to come I, back out. You know. I, 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 I mean, I was an England. I am an England fan. I love England, and, and mm. I'm, I, I'm, I've not been in a dressing room. I've not seen that. Organized. As a fan, it's very mm. it's cut and dry, isn't it? Mm. You look at Scott Carson, yeah. you look at those moments and you think, yeah, I'm going to judge you on that. Yeah, yeah. But then 
you know, when you think of that coming back to two all to, to, to you know, the, 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 I've never seen Wembley like it. When we got back to two all, it was like, wow, we've we've dug it, we've done it here, we dug it out, but we'd expended so much energy dragging ourselves back into the game, and then you know we we dropped off, and then I think it was Petric scored the goal. If yeah. I remember rightly, it's one of the lowest points in in, in my career because. Scott, he, he, he dived over it and he didn't get there. But yeah, it was just a horrible, horrible... I felt for Steve so much because he's a lovely fella. Yeah. He's a lovely fella and it just come too quick for him. And it just seemed like the gods transpired for him in that. I think if people go back and look at the, the errors in that qualifying campaign, you know, the things that went against him, even when we was in Russia and we're one nil up and we're comfortable in the game before. And for some reason I was playing and I remember Rooney give the penalty away and like, Ro- Ro- you're like... He never back there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, it's just mad things happen. So I felt for Steve, but it just—it was too soon for him. Too soon for him to take the England job. But you can't turn it down. I think sometimes you can look at that and go, "There is certainly an element of luck." Yeah. yeah. But you also make your own luck. Yeah. And the environment that you create, the, yeah. the decisions you make on who you select, yeah, yeah that's sure. also not luck necessarily. Mm. That's that's good judgment. Yeah. That's knowing people, knowing yeah. who can handle it. Yeah, key decision in picking a young goalkeeper, inexperienced over yeah. a really experienced goalkeeper. See, my 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 view is very kind of obviously it's biased to a degree because I'm mm. basing on my own experiences yeah. and particularly in the last six months, twelve months of my experience yeah. with him as a as a manager. I, I, I think when, whenever someone's under real lot of pressure, you get to see someone's true colours. Right. And I, I, what I can't handle is, and I found it very difficult, and I don't understand why so many managers do it, is they're not honest with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe, I'm not denying, it's an incredibly difficult job to be a manager. Yeah. You know, you've got 25 players or 20, yeah. 25 players in a group, and you've got to remember exactly what you've told every player. Yeah. Mm. Because when... when if I'm going to see the manager, I'm going to remember what you say to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you might not necessarily remember exactly what yeah, you yeah, said yeah, to yeah. them. As a player, you'll come back and go, this is what you said to me. And yeah. if you can't remember it or mm. if you've said something beforehand, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've not allowed mm. him to come out That's and say anything, you look like an idiot yeah. as a manager and you lose the respect from a player straight away. And that happened with me with him. He was yeah, never yeah. honest with me. Mm. And I called him out a few times. And mm. it led to me putting in a transfer request one day yeah. with the club. And even after I came back off it, because they wouldn't let me go, he lied to me again. Yeah. And I should have gone back in there yeah. and, and hammered him for it, but it was 2006 going up to the World Cup, European yeah. Cup yeah, final yeah, coming yeah. up. And I was like, I've just got to get back to playing. Go. Well, we were on, on our way to hopefully getting to the European Cup yeah. final at that time. Yeah. Transfer window was closing and I was just like, well, I've got to get back to playing games. Yeah. So that... Going back to that, I think the manager has a massive responsibility for creating yeah. a good environment. Yeah. And a lot of that luck is created within that environment that is created by the manager. Yeah. Mm. And if you don't have a good one, then players, mm. as you know, when, when it gets tough, you go that extra mile, you'll have more feeling, you'll have more consideration about mm. your job and what you're doing because you have so much of a strong connection yeah. with the manager or respect for the manager. If yeah. you don't have that easy for a lot of people just to switch off a little bit and go, you know what, I'm not going to get an extra mile for him because mm. he would never do that to me. Next minute, he'll, 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 he'll lie to me again. Mm. I mean, talking on that, I mean, obviously from there, Gareth Southgate comes in. Yep. Was, so he's a teammate. Yep. You played behind him for... Five years. Five years. He comes in. Yeah. And, and was, was that straight... What, did he hit the ground right? How, how was that, as, as a manager, him... I think if you ask him, and I've spoken to him about it a few times, um, it was a... A job that he couldn't turn down because he always wanted to go into management. Yeah. But having spoken to him about it afterwards, he did say that he had some regret, maybe not continuing finishing as a player, but it yeah. was too good of an opportunity to turn down. I thought the first year or so he did he did well. Yeah. Two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was unfortunate to, to get the sack in the end because mm-hmm. he actually was doing all right at the time and they sacked him. It was all about timing and I thought, again, it was poor yeah. getting rid of him when they did. Um, I thought... He kind of was given a job and and I think because it's all encompassing so big and so new in the job, I think he was given some freedom initially but then afterwards they pulled a lot of the freedom in and it was yeah. basically, right, we're going to select players, we're going to bring in, in and out of players and you just basically go out there and coach them. And I think that was, a, that was probably in one way helpful for him but in another yeah. way detrimental because mm. you have no control over who you work with and who you don't. And Do you think that, that's sort of almost? I mean, well, if you there, does that stand you weirdly in good stead as an international manager? Because almost you're dealing with a pool of players <coughs> you have no 
control over in a sense mm. of like, you know, England, you're going to have the talent that's around you. Just got mm. then Well, in England, at least yeah. you get to select them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, however yeah. big or small that yeah. group of players, yeah. you still have a process yeah. of selection. Yeah. So you still are a control as a manager of, of who you want to work with, yeah, yeah. what yeah. sort of play, you know, system you want to play, and then the players you come out and pick with less responsibility in one way to those players because they're not really your... They're your players, but they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of yeah, like yeah. you can swap and change mm. fairly easily. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think... Listen, I think you need experience anyway. There's no yeah. way you're going to get a national team yeah. without the experience. I think most of these experience then came with working within the FA. Yeah. yeah. So being involved right from the ground up and then being involved in the, the development program, yeah. Yeah. coaching the under-21s, that's, I think, where he gained all that experience, particularly working with national team level. Do you? Did you rate? Did you? Could you play with him much, Gareth? Yeah, uh, yeah. He was in the England squads for a few years. My yeah, first yeah. few years, he was in there. Yeah, great, great, great fella. Did you see him then as being? Did, yeah. Did you, could you? Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Is there is there a thing where you look at a player and you go, "He's going to be a great manager"? Yeah, but you're never right. No, you're never right. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like. Um, like Ashley Cole, for instance, doing his, his, his coaching badges at the moment. If you said to me, who's the last player you think would play, would want to be a coach? Yes, and he's obsessed with it. He's so into it. He's yeah. doing it. He's working at Chelsea now. So yeah, yeah. you're never right. But with Gareth, he always had the stature of a leader. I think he captained every club he was ever at. He captained so, Palace at a very young age. Yeah. yeah, you know, Villa, Palace. Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. He's captained every club. Um, what, think, what people think about Gareth, I think, because he's very, he's very straight, he's very honest... You know, and he, he he's he, he comes across as very FA. And what I mean by that is he he's, he he never he toes the line with what's said. But there's there's a there's a, a ruthless side to him. And not ruthless, not ruthless is the wrong word because that's got negative connotations. But he's, there's a there's a strong side to him. There'll be a, there'll be some there'll be a line yeah. that the players will know that they can't cross, and that's it. And I think Mark, what he analogy with Steve, I think Gareth's very very honest with his players. You yeah. know. And I think that's what stood him in good stead with this group of players, and that's why they're so behind him. Because, you know, like for instance, he, you know, that's a brilliant story. The other, who was Eric Dyer come up for the squad? Now Eric yeah. Dyer's been a big part of his plans. Yeah. He, he met him at the at the uh, at St George's Park. He comes to look, Eric. You're probably not going to play. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Certainly the first two games. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you're a big player. Blah, blah, blah. So straight away he's on the front foot. He's told him what he's there for. You know, and, and, and he said he, he bought into it and he was brilliant and he ended up, I think he ended up playing the last game of the yeah. three. So, honesty is, is a massive thing. Did I'll be taking it into my that game as well from what I remember, Eric. Yeah, I mean, Eric, Eric Dyer's, you know, I think he's I, never I, let England down. That's no, one thing you've got to say. He's, he's I always, think he was always, one of the players of the tournament. Like, I mean, it, but, but when he first came in, Gareth, you could sort of say that he was similar to, to Steve in a way in the fact that he came in and he was like, that this is... Almost he, sort of a few tail ends of that sort of golden gym. Mm. But he was like, this is how I'm going to do things. Yeah. There didn't ever feel a moment where, and, and I think it was, you know, as a fan, again, you sort of were, we were a bit like, because, you know, as an England manager, you know, you could pretty, I think over the years, Venables was, mm. was universally loved. Robson was, uni- you know, uh, you sort of, you have those moments. I think mm. with Gareth, it was a sort of a bit of an air of suspicion and you're sort mm. of like, you know, but... I think the fans, that's the one thing I'd say is Gareth, almost above, you know, last person probably was Glenn Holder, I can remember, the fans brought into the fact he was bringing mm. young players through yeah. and it didn't seem to matter who you were. It didn't, mm. also it didn't matter to sort of, he didn't seem like he was terrified to, to no. turn around to anyone and say, you know what, you're not going to be playing for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know uh, do you think that that's the honesty that we're talking about in a way that Steve maybe struggled with that. Yeah. And, if, and if you compare the two, when you, you, you were doing that comparison about Steve and Gareth very clear in the way he wanted to play and, and being up front, out of the two, having worked with both, played with Gareth and worked with him in terms of the manager, the one I would believe is Gareth. Yeah. There's a track record of him as a person and being standing behind what he says and actually sticking to it. And and one of the interesting things is with him and with regards to England is talking about players being there on merit, being there on performances. Mm. And I think there's a, there's a little bit of double standards in terms mm. of some players you'll pick based on what they've done for England and never yeah. you talk about Eric Dyer for example yeah, yeah. that he's never let England down. And uh, Jordan Pickford's another one. Yeah. So he'll never, he's never let England down. But then if you look at his club form, um, he's not at the level where you'd probably pick mm. someone else ahead of them. Who would yeah. you pick at the moment? Who would... In terms of which position? Goalkeeper. <laughs> no, goalkeeper. No, no, yeah. Listen, I, I, and I'll, I'll go back on that in terms of 
the last two or three months, Jordan Pickford's played very well. Yeah. yeah. So he's eliminated errors and he's yeah. actually played far, far yeah. better. So I don't know whether the breaks helped him. He's been yeah. able to get back to basics, work on his game, whatever it is. Yeah. He's actually been able to take stock a little bit and I think he's come back. He seems calmer. Yeah. And I think mm. he needs to be calmer yeah, still yeah. again. Um, and he seems to have, he's found a rhythm and he's actually yeah. playing really well. Whereas prior to that, 12 months, 18 months beforehand, too many errors. Yeah. And, and based on that, I wouldn't have thought he'd be number one for England. Mm. Dean Henderson's coming in a late run for United. Or? Certainly last season, yeah. certainly uh, from the beginning of the season onwards, Nick Pope certainly did, yeah. definitely, uh, I think, uh, deserved the opportunity yeah. to, to play yeah. games and stay claim. Those two I would pick ahead of him yeah. up until that point. Now come the end of the season, it's a different yeah. scenario because mm. I think Jordan Pickford's played so well. And there's also the other thing you need to take into consideration is how he wants to play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if, if, if you were to go right now, this moment in time, who's played well in the last sort of six months, I would say it's, it's very, very close between Jordan Pickford and Nick Pope. Yeah. I think Henderson mm. hasn't played as well as he played last season. No. Right. And part of the reason for that as well is he's in and out of the team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it ever works well for any goalkeepers. No. At United, they've got this, this thing of playing the goalkeeper in this game and that game, swapping and change. And we've seen it with, uh, with Chelsea as well, with yeah. Kepa and Mendy. Mm. Mendy's maintained his form still. Kepa, I, yeah. I don't think he's done anything wrong. But it's hard because you can't, I don't think you can really win games for a team if you're in and out. You can do well mm. and okay, you can do your job, yeah. but not necessarily excel because you're not in a rhythm. You think of the, the t- top two teams, if you're going to go Liverpool and, uh, and City. Those guys, that's almost yeah, Edison Clear and Allison, yeah, are just going to play all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of, I think even, you know, if you look at you know, West Ham this season, I think, you know, I mean, I'm always like, my heart's going, Fabianski's not playing. And I think yeah. that's it's a, it's a big part. I mean, Jordan Pickford's now, he's come in at two to one favourite, uh, two to one on um, with Goral to be the, to start the well, first so weird. Is, is this point in the show? <clears throat> Where the big man just slips the odds in, <laughs> and it's that's when you know you're dealing with a true professional. <laughs> so have you lumped it on? I'm, yeah, I'm not going to lump. I've, I've got. I'm, a little bit, so I'm looking out for that. I'm, 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 I'm betting Joe Cole coming back. Are you going for, you going for a multi? <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole started lineup. Um, but yeah, while we're talking about those managers, and uh, do you know what? Um, I, I, I sort of, you know, football gets you now and again, and it yeah. hits that little bit of a moat. I watched uh, Roy Hodgson's that speech at Palace. Um, mm. And it is, you know, when you talk about people we should be proud of as, as, as managers in this country, mm. and, and, you know, obviously with England it didn't necessarily go his way, but he comes out of my man, he comes, he's a Croydon boy, it's been mm. great to see him finish at Palace. But, you, you know, I, I'm a massive, I love my football, and, and when he was over at, you know, manager of Inter Milan back in the day, and, and you mm. think, oh, get out of Croydon, like a proper... Managing Inter yeah, Milan. You know, uh, that sort of, what was your, I mean, that was a great, that Fulham side, and that, mm. you, that Fulham side, you played some great football. Yeah. You, you were, that, when you talk about Sides that I love just watching. Mm. It was it was a really you know it was a great cup run. And I mean, but what's your what's your memories of Roy? Um, oh, I've only got positive memories and an enormous amount of respect and gratitude to a large degree as well for for Roy. Um, I thought the way he carried himself, the way he conducted himself, honesty up front. They're talking about that integrity, about saying something and sticking to it, mm. consistency. Whether or not you agree with someone. It can be a difficult thing, but certainly over time as a player, you've been there, mm. you know, manager makes a decision you don't agree with, you get left mm. out or whatever. As long as they're consistent, as long as mm. there's a genuine opinion and stick to it. Yeah. And then at least down the line, you don't flip it on its head and do something completely contrary to what you've given or a reason for in the past. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you yeah. say something about how you're playing and then about a part of your game and then you go back and go, well, listen, I've done this, I've done that, I've played well and I've, I've not made this mistake and that mistake. Yeah, but, but now it's something else. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Be consistent with the criticism or, or, yeah. or with your reasonings for leaving someone out. And I think with Roy throughout, he's been pretty consistent. Yeah. And certainly with me, my experiences with him, he's been very, very consistent. You had, I mean, he, he signed you for Liverpool. Yeah. And then left you out at 2012 when he was England manager. Yeah, but I... I <clears throat> yeah, I was playing in France. Yeah, yeah I agree. Like, it was an emotional thing. I, I did the game last night, and I get, I get on well with Roy, and and he's right. And we had a few we had a few arguments um, at Liverpool. It didn't work for either of us yeah. at Liverpool. So, um, you know, but we, I remember one argument in particular. We had a team meeting, and uh, we'd lost the Wolves at home, and I'd come on for fifteen twenty minutes, yeah. and I give I give the ball away once. In the game, but the other ten times I kept it, yeah. and he decided to dig me out about his giving the ball away, and it was a, and then 
and then that and then uh, after the meeting I pulled him I said that I just said like that's, that's a liberty brother you're wrong there that's bang out of order and we had words and then he and then he talk about integrity he went you're right you're right yeah I don't know yeah you're right you, and I thought wow he apologised and I, for me that's that's a man that because yeah. you can have a row have a disagreement whatever way you want to frame it and then he went that was it and then after that fine because you'd had a little thing but rather than Try and be trying to be sneaky about it, or, yeah. or say something, or just he just admitted he was wrong. He shouldn't have said it, and then we got on. So last night to see him, and we spoke to him on camera. Yeah, and he's a gentleman, and he's so switched on. And they were, we asked him a question about how do you have the longevity in football? Forty five years. And he said, he said, what's so important is he said, he said we. It's very. It's easy to hark on about old times. I think it was better back then. And he said, of course, that's not true. You know, a lot of people as they get older. What do they do? Oh, it's better in my day. It's better. Yeah. He, he moves with the times. He said, well, you, some, some changes you like, some changes you don't. But he's constantly evolving as a manager. And he was genuinely just, even the way he conducted himself. I thought afterwards was just, was a, just, just a marker, just man. Brilliant, yeah. And, and we, should, we should cherish people like that because of the, the, amount, of it, like the amount of knowledge he's gathered over I the years the, in the, football. The thing about someone like Roy, and I know that, you know, I think he. I think almost every England manager had the hardest job because he was coming yeah. into the sort of golden. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. trying to bolt that together and try and make one last sort of throw at a dice. Mm. But actually, when you look at his career and look, you know, from managing Switzerland, from Inter Milan, from for, for, you know, for, so working on the continent back mm. in the day, you know, one of the few, you know, with, along with Bobby, Ro- I think one of the greatest shames of English football is that Bobby Robson wasn't in the back, back room, like somewhere in the background mm. for the FA with those younger managers coming through. Imagine. You know, I think, he probably didn't want to. Yeah, maybe he not. He probably just wanted to be on the football pitch and yeah, be that yeah. day-to-day yeah. hands-on as a manager. Do you think, that, do you think that's the thing with Roy? Do you think Roy... Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he... I don't know with England, but yeah. certainly with Fulham, 90% of the training sessions, 95% of the training sessions, he took himself. Wow. Yeah. And he took 90% of that session. Yeah. So the only bits he didn't take were... The actual warm-up, warm-up. So the strength and conditioning yeah. guys would take you yeah. for 15 yeah. minutes or the players for 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. Then Ray Lewington may do part of the drill. Yeah. But Roy was hands-on with everything. Yeah. Everything he did. And as much as I, I tell a story, and I said it the other day again as well, is that, you know, the first three months, players were pulling their hair out. Yeah. Because we played, we did, our sessions were repetitive. Mm. Yeah. They were tactical sessions. They were mm. running through uh, certain certain drills, yeah. and formations. Mm. Outballs, certain runs, how he wanted his midfield to perform, how he wanted his wider players to make movements to show themselves for the ball, mm. how he wanted his forward to come across. Bobby was pulling his air. Everyone was pulling their air out after the first three, up, up until the first three months. But results were happening. Mm. And players started to realise, actually, there's a system in place. There's a fallback. There's a natural system now we're playing to. There's a natural mm. way of setting up. Mm. Even when individuals weren't playing particularly well, everyone just fell automatically into their roles and we were so difficult to break down. Mm. Still played some nice football. And then all you needed was a moment. And we, we'd win games 1-0. We'd win games 2-1 or whatever it is. But we yeah. didn't concede a lot and we won games that enough. Was, that was his problem. Sorry, Mark. That was his problem at Liverpool. We'd done exactly the same yep. thing. And he kept hiking on because he come from Fulham. He kept, he kept talking about how what he'd done at Fulham. And, and the, some of the lads, were, 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 I think, went against that. Yep. Like, yeah. We live with football. I That's remember the problem. I went, you don't buy into it. Yeah, you need the, to buy into it. Yeah. We, we didn't have enough England to put into well. it. I remember we played a European game. The fans didn't really buy into it. We played a European game in the UEFA Cup on a Thursday night against a Dutch side. I can't remember who it was. And I thought right to myself, right, you know, I'm going to play on the left of four midfield here. And I thought, right, I'm, I'm going to do it to the word, position him. So we, we, we were playing against this Dutch, you know, Dutch side. Yeah. Like, they, was like, they had good possession. So we were at Anfield against a Dutch side who wasn't as good as us. We had like Fernando Torres and Gerard, blah, blah. And we're, we're shuffling across. We're organised, but we're not having the ball. And then the crowd started to get, what's going on here? What's going on? You know, it, and I thought to myself, this ain't going to end well for Roy because these fans, yeah. they're not going to accept that style of football. And they didn't. And then the second, we went on to win the game in the second half, which, you know, we went 1-0, or we won 1-0 or 2-0. But then fans were expecting us to turn up that night and win the game 5-0. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And be blown away by the football. And you know what you see... Klopp trying to play or what Kenny yeah. Dalglish's team played things like that yeah. so so 
they just didn't buy into what Roy wanted to do. And I really tried to do it. Do you know what I mean? It did no. not suit my style of play. No. You know, I need, I, need the, I need possession. I need the ball played through lines and things like that, you know. But I, I tried to do it. I tried to buy into it. It just, it just didn't work for both of us. But throughout the time at Liverpool, he was the ultimate gentleman. Yeah, and yeah. so as a man, you put, you put him right up there. Mm. Fast forward now through to... What were you, 40? How old were you, 2013? 2013, 41. 40. Is that right? And that was signing with Chelsea, right? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's like... Well, 40 actually when I signed for Chelsea, yeah, it was mad. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, testament to you as a goalkeeper. And you, play, like, you played a lot. I played bit. a fair few games that season. Um, I didn't play as many as everyone thought, as in certainly Jose yeah. and myself, because Petter decided that year that he wasn't going to get injured and sure right at the end yeah. and I'll take credit for that because I pushed yeah. him and he, he, yeah. said me, he said to me more often than not and actually in sessions he goes we do with something and Christoph uh, yeah. Lollisham was the goalkeeping coach at the time and mad Frenchman as I call him yeah. um, and uh, he would do sessions and work us incredibly yeah. hard yeah. and more often than not uh, Jose would go bananas about it because he, mm. he just couldn't we'd turn up and I'd turn up to, to, to the session with him and you'd be shattered yeah and um, uh, he, he just basically just went okay so we we, we do these sessions and Pedro go I look at it and go you're 40 years old and you're doing this session I'm, I'm 30 years old mm. I can't think I, I've got to do it and I've got to do it as well mm. yeah. better because how can someone 10 years older than me do it? And I, yeah. I've got no excuses anymore. Yeah. And then when Courtois came the next year, it was kind of like the same. And there was almost mm-hmm. like 10 years between each lot. And it was, yeah. So he didn't give me the opportunity, Petter. So I blame Petter. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, he got injured in the, in the semifinals of the, of the Champions League and gave me a chance to play in the semifinals. So That's amazing. it was nice of him. Moving on to a part of the show that we call What Really Happened. It's a massive, when we talk about big moments in the Premier League. Uh, this is one of the biggest. Anfield 2014, you're in the team, you're pulled into the team. Uh, it's Liverpool basically going to win the league, right? Yep. Wow. Um, wow. What's your memories and, and the infamous Gerard slip? Yeah. What's your what's your memories of that? Oh, it was an incredible occasion for me personally to go. To, I mean, I loved playing at Liverpool. Mm. I loved playing at Anfield, um, let alone going with a club like Chelsea where we still had an outside chance mm. of, yeah. of winning the league. It was a, very much an outside chance. Liverpool were were kind of running away with a little bit or certainly mm. had it well within their own grasp to win the, the the Premier League title. And we'd gone there. It was in between we were playing the Champions League semifinals. So we just played the first mm. leg away in Madrid, drew nil-nil. Yeah. got injured. I think JT left out because of slight injury concerns potentially. Um, there was a few other players he left out. So we had we had a few players. All the fringe players pretty much were playing. Yeah. Um, then we, we had a centre-back that was making his debut on that day. Never played in the Premier League before. Yeah. Um, Cal- it was Callas. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and I remember the team talk, and Jose was ill, so he had a bit of a virus, mm. didn't travel up with us, came yeah, into wow. the team talk, listened, spoke for 10 minutes, and then walked out and said, listen, I'll see you at the ground. And he went around and went, okay, this is this game. Callas, unbelievable opportunity. You're making your debut at Anfield. How many players can say they made their debut at Anfield? Mm. Ash, where did you make your debut? And he went, I don't know, say Sheffield United or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, Lamps, what did you make you to boo? And he said something similar. And I went, oh, Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> you know, and he went, Anfield, see? Yeah. Uh, amazing. You know, and um, Eva was playing at centre-half. Yeah. And then the minute, basically, it was the tactic was, obviously, absorb, you're going to be under pressure, Liverpool, free-flowing, possession. Mm. They want to try and blow teams out of the park. Yeah. We're going to have to contain them. We're going to slow the game down. Because Brendan Rodgers came up saying you played six at the back. It played was... two buses in front yeah, of the goal, yeah, apparently. Yeah. yeah. So we... Slow the game down. So from the first minute, he went, the minute we get a goal kick, free kick, whatever it is, Mark, go up to like you're going to take it. And then Eva, put yourself right out on the touchline and go, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. I'll, I'll take it. And then take your time right. to get over there. Just It's going to wind everyone up. Mm. Yeah. Crowd's going to go berserk. Players are going to go berserk. And, and who's saying this? The, the manager. Yeah, jo- Jose. So, Jose. So, I mean, this is well, you talk about, Jose. And, you, I mean, it's, it's incredible that that is... Because he, he took a lot of flat there. Oh, yeah. The other two. But that is amazing. To, it was just to, tactics. Like, let's do everything we can. We'll get the tactics right on the pitch. You play how I say we'll set up and you execute it. We'll get a result. Mm. And frustrate them and do mm. all this. This will all play its part. And that was kind of like along the line of the, the, the team talk. And then we went there and we just went, all right, everyone's written us off. You turn up at the stadium, it was literally like... You know, turning out of Anfield on a normal match day is pretty cool, right? Mm, it's yeah. amazing atmosphere, and particularly if you're Chelsea, the history between yeah. the two. 
I can imagine what it'd be like if you were yeah. Man United. I mean, it'd be yeah. insane. Um, so there was like a carnivalish sort of atmosphere. Yeah, they, they, they thought they was going to do it. That yeah, day. because they yeah. knew they knew that we weren't playing a strong team. Forty-year-old <clears throat> goalkeeper, you know, like yeah. they, they knew they had a great chance of winning the game. We were resting. Our priority was the Champions League return league against Atletico. Was it five days or four days later? So. I think there was a sense of we're going to win this, we're going to do this, and we're going to, yeah. we're going to mm. do it in style. It's Jose, and we're going to rub it in his face, mm. and all sorts of stuff. It's Chelsea, we're going to get one up. And we just went out there and we stuck together, we worked hard, we played our tactics. And I never felt that we just sat back and went, come on, try and break us down. We, we, we had chances. Yeah. And we tried to play, but we also wanted to frustrate them and slow the game down. And they had no plan B. Mm. They just played a certain way and that was it. And because over the course of the season that had worked for them and they'd, break, they'd always break teams down eventually, yeah. we were just that disciplined and that hard working and they got frustrated because we slowed the game down and it worked to the T. What was your view of the slip? Do you remember it? Do you... Listen, at the time, it was almost like it, I didn't even register who it was. Yeah. It was just like... Oh, we've got a great chance here. And, and mm-hmm. obviously Denver's through and you're thinking, you've got to score. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you, it counts. And it wasn't until afterwards that you kind of go, oh, yeah, shit, it was Steven Gerrard mm-hmm. of all players. You know, mm-hmm. how harsh is that? You yeah. know, you feel for him. Yeah, yeah, of course. But for us, it was a brilliant, a brilliant moment in terms of being able to get your necks in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that frustration, for me, a lot of it was he didn't slip because of frustration. He slept because he was trying to rush things. He looked up. He was yeah. trying to find something. And then realised the ball <clears throat> popped a bit, Denver was too close, and he tried to quickly get up again or tried to quickly go yeah. for it, and that's when the slip occurred. And that kind of, for me, just kind of added to the whole day of mm, yeah. them feeling utterly frustrated with the way we were playing that wasn't quite working for them. It's, it's been a hard thing of, you know, and I always find one of the harshest things of, of you know, arguably one of the greatest players I've ever seen play this game is Stevie Gerrard. I think, mm. you know, and, and to, I mean, he's broken my heart when the uh, FA Cup final oh. there, but but what a player. And yeah. it, it really, it's, I think it's such a harsh thing that every year when there's there's a compilation put through at the Premier League, the greatest year, league, and that yeah. will some be put, somehow be put in the middle. What do you remember of it? Obviously, uh, I was watching the game. I can't, remember, the I can't remember where I was. I can't remember, big man. Um, but I remember watching the game and knowing Stevie and like, I wanted Chelsea to win do you know what I mean yeah. but like when you're all dust settled and you think of uh, it being Stevie it's heartbreaking because he's, to, I think today he got announced in the Premier League Hall of Fame and he's the only player so far to get in there with, who's not won the title yeah. do you know what I mean and, but you're right one of the greats one I mean, of the, you, do, you look at a young young oh, man who essentially takes the team dro- let me tell scruff, you yeah, mel- yeah. drove that team yeah, between the two eras of when they last won the league yeah to when they won the league, they could have been and ended up anywhere if it weren't for Stephen Gerrard. He really was. Listen, they've had great players within them twenty years of company, but like you said, with his personality, with his ability, with his you know dragged you know with his connection, connection with the city, and he dragged that team out. You know, and he won every trophy apart from the Premier League. Didn't do too badly, though, did yes, he? Listen, no. <laughs> listen we, you, you, you love him, love him as a player, love him as a fella. And it was heartbreaking to think that he didn't do it on that day. But, you know, the theatre, what Mark, Mark's had about, how, what Jose was doing and that day, it's, it's an iconic game. Yeah. Any yeah. celebration afterwards. Oh, so you yeah. see when we score that second goal and the way he celebrated because the plan just worked. And I suppose, I, you can only imagine, as a players as well, you're sitting there going, mm. that were the tactics and we carried them out and it worked. And the satisfaction that comes with that. So I can imagine from the manager's mm. perspective, that that's like... That's for them. That's orgasmic. Yeah. You know, that's like that's the pinnacle. Can he? Can he still be? You know, we, we've talked a lot about him. You, you're saying about. That. I mean, that, and when you talk about him, I, you know, I've never. <clears throat> I spoke to JT at length with him, uh, and, and and about. Um, uh, you know, when, when he when he came into the uh, dressing room in mm. the uh, in the, the wheelie bin, yeah, in the wheelie bin, and, and sorry, but before we go, back, go, he has he's got history with the Liverpool facts because I remember we played the League Cup final against yeah. him. And our game was going up. It's amazing. It's another amazing game. We won three two, and um, I just remember looking over and these the group, these Liverpool fans next to our bench, ballistic. Like you don't in the, in the, what's going on there? Like stewards are pulling back, and that was when he he was giving them a little bit. You know, when we'd scored the yeah. goal, and they just Jose and the Liverpool fans just had this thing yeah. Yeah. where it was like, yeah, yeah. I just don't I don't think the story is, is going to end now. I think there'd be no. some more. 
But do you think, my question, do you think he's still got that? 100%. Do you, do you think, no but, doubt. But, no doubt. Do, do you think some of that's down to the players? Maybe Tottenham, the guys just didn't buy into that? or, or, or Tottenham, yeah. right? My favourite subject there, because all my pals are Spurs. Yeah. We talked about, you know, so we go on it. And I'm like, when he signed for them, I said, if Daniel Levy lets him get on with it, brings the players in that he wants, you'll win something. If yeah. you don't, it'll end in tears, right? And 100%, he didn't get the players he wanted. You can tell by the way his mannerisms were... Yeah. Right, so Tottenham now, you know, you've got a club that's, they, you know, they, they, they're going to lose their best player. Yeah. No European football. This is the biggest story of the yeah. week, maybe the biggest story in a long time. Harry Kane saying, mm. I can't remember the last time a, a talisman like that, a club that essentially feels like, it, it, you know, we talk about Stevie Gerrard. Mm. You know, Harry Kane's essentially in my mind gone, you know, well, I, I need to win trophies. I need, I need to have a chance of winning stuff. Mm. What, what's your? Th- do you think that there'll be an exodus now from Tottenham? I think there needs to be. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you've had a group of players for five or six years that mm. have been at their pinnacle, but not been able to just take that mm. final step and deliver for one reason or another. Mm. Um, <clears throat> would it have been different had they have won the League Cup? Yeah, but I mean, mm. him being sat, we talked to the. Time well, it's the six it's, days before, yeah, and it's yeah, madness. It's, it's, it's completely mad. You bring the guy in to, whose, whose specialty is winning trophies, yeah, yeah. and you sack him six with, days with before. A, with a track record against Pep I, as well. I, I, I don't, yeah. I, like, that's madness. But that, that, that for me is a business decision. There would have been something in the contract. Yeah, he, something, there'd so, have been a bonus. But that's what I'm saying. Like for Spurs fans, well, I feel for Spurs fans because they're getting they, you're getting told one thing in one hand, but. Different things in different hands. You know what I mean? I've got no. Yeah, I've got family as Spurs fans, and, and and there's a part of me. You don't that, care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, look, I look at it and think there's a part of me that thinks a couple of years ago. I mean, the one thing that really fucking ground my gears. I put a tweet up the other day, and people were like about West Ham not getting the Champions League, and everyone's like, "Oh, try being a Tottenham fan, try being a Arsenal fan, try being a Chelsea." I was like, "Go oh, fuck off!" Uh, exactly. I was like, "Fuck, genuinely, like you in the Champions yeah. League for Arsenal, you've had the Invincibles." Yeah, like, yeah, I know. But for this Tottenham side, it feels that. Yeah, you lose someone like it. Like for both of your opinion here, as, as players, right? If you're in that situation now, you lose Mourinho. They're, they're, at the moment, there's, it's not like we're hearing the best people are definitely like linked yeah, to that yeah, job. Yeah. I think I think there seems to be a little bit of a pushback on managers going mm. like, "Do I want that job? Do I want the fact?" But then, as players, <clears throat> if, if you're in that dressing room now. Yeah. With Harry Kane turning around, and if your son, if you're Larice, you, you if you're Dyer, are you, 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 you going to go? You this out. is the end of. The, 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 they, they need to act accordingly. There's certain players that don't deserve that, 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 that can't leave Spurs because they can't go any higher than Spurs. Yeah. you know, I'm not being funny. Maybe Son's going to get a move, but the rest of them, that's where you are now. You you, yeah. you 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 need to get together, get players in the door, and crack on. Tottenham need to act accordingly for Harry Kane. Now this is because Harry, if Harry Kane wants to leave, what is given to that club? Yeah. You know, they need to do the right thing and, le- and and let him go to pastures new because I think the fans will, will accept that because yeah. they concede frustration. You get one career and you want to win trophies. He's, he's he's done everything he has done for that club. But, you know, like, and I separate top, Tottenham, the people that run it, to Tottenham, the fans, like, because the people that run it during the, like, during the pandemic when they, when they was borrowing, borrowing money off the government, this is Tottenham yeah. Hotspur. Believe it. And plus then you had them, them, Getting into the European Super, trying to get into the European yeah, Super yeah. League, you just like it. It just doesn't. The fans, I feel for them. I feel yeah. for they, they deserve better, but they know they they they've, they've been starved of success. Yeah, you know, for it's been run like a business, and it's been run brilliantly as a business. But as a football club, to be successful on the pitch, it's not being run. No. And if they, tr- if for instance, if they don't, if they try and hardball other clubs on Harry Kane's fee, because he's 27, 28 now, right? So you can't ask for top quite, dollar. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You, he ain't a 21-year-old who's got 10 years ahead of him. No. You know, it just, won't, it just won't sit well for me. And the club need to do the right thing by Harry, you know, and, the right, and, and with that money, rebuild and rebuild players that can take them from where they are now, 7th, 8th in the league, back up. Because the fans, you know, the fans have been starved. Yeah. And they've been, I feel like they've been lied to. Do you know what I mean? By the club. Some of the decisions... Business-wise, like the borrowing of the money, yeah. the European Super League, you know, I think it, you know, it, it, it needs to be a bit more honesty and transparency within that club if they're going to get. They, they can't see it at the same. They're not at the same level as a Man City, a Liverpool, a Chelsea. Yeah, do you know? They're not there. You know, but because they got they got to act. I think they got to act a little bit better off the pitch. The thing about Spurs is that when you look at the generation of players that they've got currently, 
for Harry Kane, for a son, particularly mm-hmm. those two players, you talk about going on to something bigger and better, mm-hmm. you're probably right. I mean, Lloris potentially as well. Just because of reputation yeah. and everything else, name, yeah, stature yeah. in the game, I think he's got an opportunity to, to possibly even to PSG Dyer. or something like that. Less. Mm, uh, yeah, I don't think there's many others. I actually really don't. I mean, I, I think that there's got to be wholesale changes. I think those players you need to look now very much moving on. Do you think that's why, though, if that, if that is their plan, do you think that's why Harry's just gone... You know what? I haven't got time for this. Mm. Absolutely, you know, twenty-eight I, years I, I, old. I, yeah, I, and he said he himself, he, he, he feels that he should have won something. <clears throat> With this yeah. group of players, he should have won something. Yeah. yeah, and and I think the final nail in the coffin is what happened in the last month or so. Yeah. In terms of Jose leaving, losing his job, whether that's because he agreed or didn't agree with him losing his job at that time, no. was that yeah. they get themselves in a, in, a, in, a, in a good position, a very good position to win mm. some silverware, yeah. and things that happen off the pitch have yeah. certainly hindered mm. the opportunity because that Spurs team didn't really show up. No, I mean, they, no. It was, it was, it was, their heart wasn't there. It was no, it, whatever it, was, it is. And it, was, it, it, it wasn't a great display. Yeah. So mm. as a player, I can imagine, I'd be sitting in that change room and we don't know exactly what went on, right? We, mm. we, we know that Jose has had his moments with various jobs and mm. fought yeah. with everyone and everything else, right? We know that. But we don't really know what went on in that change yeah. room. But as a player, I'd be sitting there going, our best opportunity was then. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'd be thinking, I, I would think so. Having worked <laughs> under Jose and knowing what it's like, I would have thought that would have been our best opportunity yeah. to win something. And mm. if after that, they didn't win it and they got yeah. rid of him, surely that's worth the gamble. I know you're yeah, saying yeah. maybe, it's a, yeah. maybe it's, a, it's a money thing. Yeah, 100% But the knock-on effect of Saki well, yeah. even not winning something, that certainly I mean, is it, a, it's, a greater It's greater led to a place damage. where, you know, Harry's, you know, you talk, you know, Harry Kane, and I mean, the coral odds are in of where he's going to go. <laughs> I've got to do seamless, this. Seamless, seamless. Man City, seven to four. Man United, five to two. Chelsea, six to one. PSG, nine to one. Liverpool, 20 to one. Real, 20 to one. Barca, 33 to one. I mean, it's a t- terrifying prospect. I'd be, more impressed. I'd be more impressed that he did those, ads, oh, those odds without the bit of a laugh. I oh, know. <laughs> uh, he yeah. him. Yeah, he's, seamlessly. He knows yeah. I'm on him. That's why. Let's yeah. have a look at them again. Listen, right. if, I, if he's at City or United, arguably, that's a terrifying prospect going forward. I think the most logical one would be United. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, geez, it'd be good to see him at Chelsea, wouldn't it? God. <laughs> You, you're a troublemaker, oh, Mark. I'll tell you what, Chelsea. You know, West Ham slipping into that Europa League, mate. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> make a cheeky point. Make a cheeky point. 100 to 1. 100 to 1 for him to go to West Ham with Coral. I'll tell you what, would they not be West Ham owners go elevation in terms of, right, oh, trying right to generally yeah, yeah. trying to get Harry I'll, I'll go around and keep, clean their cars every day for the next two if seasons. I was, if I was a director at West Ham now. Just, I'll be like, lads, should we make a bid for a laugh? Come on, let's get him on the phone. For a let's laugh. get him on the phone. <laughs> come on. Imagine they come out and go, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that Daniel? <laughs> yeah, listen, we, we just want to... We'll send you over, we'll send you over a fax. <laughs> 30, 30 and a half, 30 and a half. Go on, we're throwing half for you as well. <laughs> um, last but not, so, so looking at that Spurs thing, talking about what Sam, um, you know, and, and great into the season, hopefully Europa League. But it's a race for the top four for you two. Is that done? Is it, Do you think... Well, I mean, you look at... For me, anyway, I think there's one last twist. And, and I think... Uh, what do you think, I, mate? I think Leicester, I think Leicester beat Tottenham mm. I think all day long. I yeah, think so Leicester, I think that's a given. Yeah, I think yeah. that's... You know, looking at awful Tottenham were last night, I think that that happens. And then I, I question Chelsea, Chelsea against Villa. Villa it's a tough Chelsea, one. as Chelsea's eye, all right, Chelsea's eyes on the Champions yeah. League. Uh, I, think, I think the other night against Leicester showed that Chelsea eyes were mm. not... On the Champions League, quite. Yet. How good were they? The other night, it looks incredible. That's yeah. the best. That's the best I've yeah. seen in a while. But three, four oh, days to go. You know, I mean, if they I'm, needed that massively. Yeah. They needed it for so many reasons. They needed yeah. that performance. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but Villa. I thought Villa looked great against. You know, I mean, argument. Villa were really good. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I did the uh, youth cup game. I was speaking to JT, and we were talking about the Villa team, and he was just like, you know. Real good players they've got. They're really happy with the squad they've got. Some young, yeah, that young, young kid who came on yesterday yeah. against Tottenham. Chukwameka. Oh, mate, hit the player. post. Mate, I did what a it? youth cup game with him, Carney Chukwameka, and I had as much trouble trying to pronounce his game on air as I did just then. But he is a player, mate. He's an incredible you. young player. He, yeah, yeah got yeah. bits. Let, let me tell you, if Jack Grealish does decide to leave Villa, they might have a ready-made replacement in that young man. He really impressed me. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we could we could talk about Jack Grealish going, but we'd be here for another hour. Yeah, um, what do you, what do you do? You think it's done and dusted, or do you think? I'd like to think. I, I just all I'm thinking is that Chelsea and Liverpool have both got themselves in this position with mm. one game to play. 
and not being disrespectful of Villa because Villa have been mm. tremendous this season and they've got, mm. as we all know, they've got some really good standout individuals and yeah. collectively they've been brilliant. But if Chelsea and Liverpool, or either of them, mess it up from this point onwards... It's mm. bad, yeah. It's just madness. Clubs of that stature don't... Madness. Je- when, they, when they get that many bites at the, the apple, they don't usually mess up, you know. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I think it's, that, I'm with Mark there. Some of that I'm comes down to, you know... Some of that comes down to the fact the experience of those moments, yeah. right? And, and, yeah. and mm. that, you know, people that you've got in the mix. And it's not to say it won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, mm. if they let it slip from this point, it's, down. it's just madness. It's like it's an, a mental approach. I'm throwing another thing in here, though. Yeah. Villa at home, Jack Grealish's last game, fans in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. You worry, you worry me. I know. Yeah, you worry absolutely. me. But still, there's, there's so many things to throw in. But still. Well, Chelsea talking about their us. squad with their manager yeah. everything about they it. should do it they, they should do it mm. well, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen talking about things that you know and arse is going <laughs> big moments Mark. yeah right so we've been doing these predictions all season okay all right. okay where are we where right. are we this is it's, it's the final ones now okay this okay. is this is the last roll of the dice can we ask scores, where we are in I've the got the scores yeah I've got the oh. scores so far okay so Joe is top of top so far with nineteen games. Correct, Fantastic. right, over the season. Yeah, yeah. The guests are second with 18. Oh, it's I'm clinging on with 15. If, if you like, I'm Leicester. I'm less experienced. <laughs> I've got two, you know, I've been up against some big footballing minds. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so 15, I, you know, we've got four games left. Right, we're going to do four games because it gives Just change a... the rules like FIFA <laughs> just to give Big Tom a chance. You know what I mean? Fucking, this is a liberty. Stinking liberty from Coral. Um, gives me half a chance to catch you. Right. Um, or it gives Mark a chance to absolutely <laughs> okay. tonk both of us. And you know what? I've, hold I've hold say, let, let me just say, by the way, uh, Mark is Chelsea away. He's so he's a bright guy, isn't he? Yeah, I know. We, yeah. We've, we've, yeah. Not, we've not come in here like, for the yeah, last yeah, game of the season. You, this you, guy yeah. is, is, quite frankly, quite terrifying. Right. Um, I mean, there's always... I could roll the last dice and we could do a guess on the uh, Champions League final because we're doing Wednesday next week. I so. could be naughtier and just predict the same as you and everyone oh, just to ensure uh, I beat you. Yeah. But I won't. No, 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 no. But I go last. So All right, okay. Right. <laughs> and so you can't copy, Mark. Yep. I'm, Joe, I'm going to throw to you first. Aston Villa versus Chelsea. I've got to go Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea. Look, I've got nothing to lose. I want you to have, draw. You've got a game to lose. Oh, right? Yeah, I know. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Too much on it. You got to choose the draw or the It's too much on it. Yeah, you got to go the other way, haven't you? Have to. He has to. Yeah. I'm going to go draw. Okay. I'd rather go out on my sword. Palace versus Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, has to be. Okay, so I'm going to go all three of us Liverpool there. Yeah. Right. Leicester versus Spurs. Draw. Leicester. Leicester for me. And the biggest one: West Ham versus Southampton. West Ham. Mate, you I'm can't gonna, not do it. I'm going to go can't. West Ham as well. Ooh. That's secured the okay. victory for me then. Thanks, chaps. <laughs> We've thrown them in the mix. There's no going back now. I'm already anxious. Uh, can you text me and Joe those on the group so we can we can be having some banter over the next yeah. that last game? Um, uh, Mark, it's been a, honestly on a chat to you, mate. You've been you, Thanks, Mark. such a yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see you more in the game. Actually, you're, you're a really insightful guy, man. Fucking make really a big. comeback. He's yeah, mate. I'll, I'll, yeah, I was going to say you want to sign him up for your Sunday league thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, let me just give a shout out to Sp- we, we won the league. Yeah, just yeah. to the viewers, like we won the uh, Essex Corinthian League Division Five Group J restructure <laughs> like UEFA yeah. after COVID. So we won that with the Invincibles. We won five out of five. The boys done great. Well, we got our player you, of the year dinner in a few few weeks. Let me just say, I want to throw in the little challenge here because yeah. I've come back to vets football. Right. Butter churn. My old pub team versus you, friendly. Yes. Let's do it for charity. Yes. My boys versus your boys. We're on. And I'm coming in at centre back so I can play against Big Tell. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. The that Clash of the cool. Titans. Me versus Big Tell. I'll the tell, Battle of the Beards. I'll, the tell the gra- I'll tell the groundsman to get the, the pitch sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what we call Big Tell, don't you? What? The Ox in the Box. Mate, he just, mate. he just, he just. He just the finds in the space. box versus the Croydon Bull. That's <laughs> a real game. Uh, Mark, thank you so much. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. See you next time. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. <laughs>